0: Hey there, and welcome to the Rock Reavers podcast. Here we are all about believing and proclaiming the word. We're totally given to true worship and obedient in taking the gospel to the nations through missions. Thank you so much for tuning in. We hope that you'll be blessed by this message. Amen. Let's appreciate Pastor Lovi. Come on, church. The Book of Romans, chapter eight. Good afternoon. Romans chapter 8. We finally got an opportunity to enjoy Havila Ranch. Amen. You know, we came to church early and people are outside just enjoying the tent. We've never gotten an opportunity to see how this tent looks like on a Sunday morning because we rush into the presence of God. We saw some people going towards the damn side. At least we gave those people who have dates on Sunday a Predate experience, experience the breeze for one hour. The devil is a liar. (laughs) Romans chapter 8, verse 14. I will read also Romans chapter 5, verse 1 to 6. And I will read the book of James. I'll read the book of James, chapter 1. I want you to join me in appreciating every leader in the house. We thank God and celebrate God for the leaders that he has given us at Rivers Church. Good leaders are an endangered species. Especially in this country, you will find that those that have called themselves leaders have positioned themselves to take more than they have positioned themselves to give. So every time you come across men and women who God have called And men and women who God have called to bless you, we appreciate them. We celebrate them. We thank God for them. So just take time to appreciate every leader at Rivers Church. We thank God for them. We recognize them from the back to the front. Mjambili, today we are contributing to your hair loss once again. I saw Noel in campus. She used to have a lot of hair. But the warfare at her villa ranch. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Man, there's victory in this house this morning. Can you, can you smell the sense of victory? You know, somebody said that when the storm is in the inside, that is when we should be calmest. James chapter 1, James, I, James, the servant of God, I will read for you today because the TVs of love are not working, so we will just read. James chapter 1 verse 1, James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the 12 tribes which are scattered abroad, greeting, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. Count it all joy when ye fall into diverse temptations. The Greek word there is the word that signifies various kinds, variegated. And sometimes the temptation is of circular shape. Sometimes it is square. Sometimes it is star. That there is tribulation that is coming from every side of various kinds. And the kind of battle that we face in this journey of destiny is of various shapes and various kinds. There's nothing like this is my only weakness. You know, somebody said, my Achilles heel is. And James is saying, count it all joy when you fall into Several types of temptations, knowing this that the trying of your faith worketh patience. But let patience have her perfect work, that he may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally and upbraideth not and it shall be given unto him. Look at Romans chapter 8. We'll read verse 13, 14, 15. Let me start from verse 12. He said, Therefore, brethren, we are debtors, not to the flesh, to live after the flesh. For if we live after the flesh, we will die. But if ye through the Spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, ye shall live. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God. These are the sons of God. Verse 19. For the earnest expectation of the creature awaited the manifestation of the sons of God. Now Romans chapter 5. Verse 1, I'm reading all these scriptures for your neighbor because your neighbor didn't fast. They didn't join the morning prayers. This is the only opportunity they get to interact with the word. So just endure with us a bit because we want to read the scriptures for your neighbor. How many of us joined for the morning prayers? And they were, I see that hand. I see thousands of hands. We crashed Zoom Kenya this week. There were so many prayers we, decided, we would rather have met physically. Amen. If you didn't pray, we prayed for you. We prayed for your families while you were yet sleeping. God is in control. We prayed for you. You cannot convince us you are at a meeting at 5 a.m. We are not boarding. <laughs> we are not boarding. We are not, we, are not, uh, we are not boarding. But we prayed for you. We prayed for you. Therefore, being justified by faith, therefore, being justified by faith, we have, he uses the final possessive tense of the verb that means to possess, to possess without threat of loss. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. He says that being justified by faith, we have peace with God. Certainly, there's a difference between the, having peace with God and having the peace of God. And because of justification, the demands of justice have been fully met because of the work of Jesus Christ on the cross. And peace with God deals with I am at home now with my father. Remember he said that our sin condemns us. But God recommends his love toward us in this wise Romans chapter 5 verse 8 and 9. That while we were yet sinners, as Christ died for our sin. And in so doing we've been justified by faith. It's a legal term that means there was a judicial process, and there was a prosecutor and there was the prosecuted, and there was the judge. And when our sin was mentioned, Jesus Christ had been made sin for us, him who knew no sin, that in, in him we might become the righteousness of God. Second Corinthians chapter five verse 21. So he says, "We have been justified by faith, and consequently we have peace. With God. Now the peace of God is as a result of a sanctification process. That first I'm no longer running. Remember what Solomon said. That the wicked man, Proverbs chapter 28, runs when no one pursues him. That I have stopped running. I have now been reconciled unto him. And now he calls me to a higher dimension where I experience now not only having peace with him, but having the peace of God. It's a progressive experience. It's a result of sanctification and commitment to the things of God, he says. By whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand. And we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. And not only so, but we glory in tribulations. And this is our message today. We glory in tribulations. We glory in difficulty. We glory in challenges. When the landlord kicked you out, the Bible said, not only so, but we glory. We are overjoyed. Somebody said, when the bride walked down, the bride was looking glorious. It is the word being used here. That your facial expression does not reflect the reality on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus, forever. And it's interesting, the day I was preaching with glory in tribulation, that is the day <laughs> tribulation came to test our faces, but we were basking in the beautiful breeze of Havila, And we glory, huh, Jesus Christ. We glory in tribulation because we know that tribulation worketh patience and patience experience and experience hope. And hope maketh not ashamed because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost which is given. Which is given unto us. In order for us to manifest as the sons of God, there is a proper way of handling challenges and there is an improper way of handling challenges. James opens and he says, Brethren, I want you to count it all joy when you're faced with diverse kinds of tribulations. And this is important because Jesus said, In the world you will suffer. You will definitely suffer tribulation, he said. But count it all joy because I have, be of good cheer because I have overcome the world. And we find now ourselves in the book of Romans, which is regarded in some cycles as Paul's treatise of the gospel. And the question now is, why is it regarded as the triatize of the gospel, yet it lacks the synopsis of the life of Jesus Christ? Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John all will Show the uniqueness of the man Jesus Christ. They will demonstrate in their synopsis, they are, they are historical. They will demonstrate that Jesus Christ was bathed at a geographical location. They will show his message, his uniqueness. They will speak of his death, his burial, and his. Resurrection. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, in fact and indeed, do describe historical events as far as Jesus Christ is concerned. But it is in the book of Romans that we begin to see the result of the Gospels. That the philosophical, theological implications of the work of Christ on the cross are distilled in the book of Romans. It is in the book of Romans that we understand propitiation. It is in the book of Romans that Paul deals with justification and he deals with sanctification and he deals with adoption. He deals with glorification. He deals with those things that concerns destiny. That when I look at the gospel, I believe I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ for it is the power of God and to them which believe. So the result of the gospel is belief but the result of Romans is assurance. Because I now move from a place of belief to a place of knowledge. Remember he wrote to Timothy and told him we know whom we have believed and we are persuaded That there has to be a movement in the life of the believer from belief to knowledge. That I no longer perceive God through faith alone. That I perceive God because I know him. This is very important. I believe God. I saw him in the scriptures. The word was preached unto him. Faith was produced in me. I got born again. I believed. So it is faith That got us into salvation. But what gives us the strength to stay when things go difficult is knowing God. That I know whom I have believed. It is here that Paul comes in with the book of Romans now. And he begins to not only deal with the theological. But he has also to deal with the psychological. Because true transformation happens in the mind that if he's going to release a word in this house that will cause our minds to move forward, that word must be beyond philosophy and become psychological because before my mind is changed, my life can never be changed. Those that are in the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. But those that are in the spirit do mind the things that are in the spirit. And chapter 1 now opens and this is important and now God begins to address the whole world he, addressed the whole, he addresses the whole of humanity and he begins to talk about how that he revealed himself unto men and men did not conceive him and men decided to judge him with their mental mind with their natural state And he said, because you refuse to retain my knowledge in your mind, I gave you unto yourself and I released unto you a reprobate mind that cannot perceive God. And man was given unto himself. That is the gravity of chapter 1. And he says that you will see the, the nuances of the man who has decided not to yield to the revelation of God. This man has been given to the reprobate self, and one of the interesting examples that is extremely gra- gra- gravitacious is that a man will run his hands through the hair of another man, and he will run his hand back to the back of another man, and he will grab the legs of another man. Oh, wretched man that we am. That God, because they refuse to perceive God, God released unto him, unto them, a reprobate mind. A mind that cannot perceive God. A mind that does not align with natural things. That that which is obvious to the spiritual man is not obvious to the natural man. God said, don't judge them. Because it is Beyond sin, they are crazy. Praise the Lord. And it was quiet in church. And it is interesting because verse 24 says, that wherefore God also gave them up to unto uncleanliness through the lusts of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves. And what happens now is that God presents himself, but he releases his omnipotence and does not compel man to believe, but he now gives man a choice. And in giving man a choice, he steps back and allows himself to be one of the choices. But in choosing now, God says that depending on what man chose, then he has to deal with the consequences of his choice. That not choosing God alone is a consequence. That it now becomes ludicrous to expect to reject God, but to want to experience the glory of God. To reject his way and to want to experience the deliverance of God. That the choice was clear. And he had to release his omnipotence in order that man is not compelled and there is self choice. And in chapter 2, now he goes a little bit deeper because he wants to show us how to deal and how to master destiny. He says, in chapter 2, he begins to speak now to the Jews. And he says, You Jews, you had the Pentateuch. And to the Jews, he says, You had the Torah. And you had the cloud by night. And you had the fire by day. Yet, you still did not align your hearts with the things of God. And that when it comes, and this is indeed a discipleship class. That when it comes to pursuing God, we are not moved by signs and wonders. But we are moved by discipline and principle. That God is calling us to a place where we move from miracles and enter into principle. Chapter 3 says, indeed all have sinned. He says, both the Jew and the Gentile have sinned. And without hope. And that's the need now for chapter 4 because he begins now to deal with justification. And there's a graphic image that he immediately introduces that is troubling. And he says, Just like Abraham at the age of 100 and Sarah at the age of 90 doubted that they would believe God, double impossibility. He draws a line between the impossibility of justification and the impossibility of them giving birth. And the conclusion of chapter 4 is that the work of God now there knows no bounds. That he's able to justify beyond any boundaries. That despite, in fact, scripture says that Abraham staggered not at the promises of God through unbelief. That God is saying, despite our ever so present, our imminent weaknesses and falling short, you know, and being able to see miracles and forgetting it, being given to the last of our own, of our own bodies. He says, being given unto a reprobate mind, now he steps in in chapter 5 and begins now to talk about therefore being justified by faith. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. That we have moved now From a place of hopelessness and a place of, as it were, self-pity and a place of no help. To a place where God says that it is going to take my hand. It is going to take my son. And it is here that we see that the work of salvation is all of God and response of man. And if you're going to walk into destiny, it is important that we see. That this is a work of God. But now, after he says we have been justified by faith and now we have peace with God, he says also we have access into this grace wherein we stand. Have you noticed that there is a quick shift from the divine to the humanity? That I'm justifying you by faith, but I want you now to stand in the grace. One author said that the grace that availed salvation that appeared unto all men, the same grace teaches us to say no to sin and to ungodliness. He says, we stand in that grace and we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. And not only so, but we glory in tribulations also, knowing that tribulation worketh patience. God is saying, I'm calling you, I want you to come to a place, to a large place. I'm calling you to a place of influence. I'm calling you to a place where you live out your purpose on this world and impact the lives of men. But the path to that destiny is a path of tribulation. That there is going to be trial on every side. And here now he begins to reveal how then do we master our destiny? How do we master our lives? And he says that we master our lives by being able to glory in tribulation, being able to glory in the difficult things that this life will throw unto us. Somebody said that, you know, because God, you love me, because you have affection for me, because you said in Isaiah that my name is inscribed in the palm of your hands, because you say that you dance over me, greater love has no man than this, that a man may lay down his life for the sake of his friends, that so mighty love you have toward me, I would expect that you will shield me, oh God, from every challenge and from every difficulty and from every temptation. But that is not the position of the Bible. God is saying that when you're walking in purpose, that Him, those that I love, I chasten. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Look at your neighbor, ask them: Have you have you experienced have you experienced some chastening of late? Have you experienced, you know, this word chastening is very difficult for us, from my friends from Machakos is a, a very hard word. Have you experienced some chastening? Of God, there's that expectation that because He loves me, He will shield me from challenge. As a matter of fact, He begins to say, Not at all, count it all joy when you are faced with diverse manner of temptation. It says, Count it all joy, and sometimes you will lift up your voice in expectation that God will answer from heaven. And drop rent. But it doesn't happen. And all you see is the number plate of the auctioneer. Count it all joy. When you're faced with diverse temptation, somebody said, I gave my all to this marriage, yet it still failed. Count it all joy. Says there's a proper way to deal with temptation. There's a proper way to deal with tribulation. And tribulation must be viewed as God's instruments of chastening. That there is a conformation to the image of God's son that is working in us. Remember he said that not only so we glory in tribulation knowing that tribulation worketh patience. Maturity then becomes not looking at the difficulty of the situation but looking at the result of the situation. That God is using the moment to mold us and to bring us to a place where we conform to the image of our Lord Jesus Christ. Look at the book of Job chapter 1. It takes a miracle for the child of God to experience tribulation and I'll prove it. That for tribulation to occur, James uses the word natural. That it takes a miracle. Look at Job chapter chapter 1 verse 10. That Job was, was living life by principle. And scripture says there was an edge of fire about him. And about his house. And about everything that he does. Scripture says thou hast blessed the work of his hands and he prospers. Therefore tribulation to access him, God had to allow it. So every time there is tribulation in our house, it is there by permission. In the name of Jesus when there is challenge in your journey, it is there by the permissive will of God. It is is there because God has permitted it because we know that tribulation worketh patience. Count it all joy when you're faced with diverse temptations. Let me prove it again. Look at John chapter 11. Scripture talks about chapter, chapter 11 verse 1 to verse 6 how mary and martha were close and were, were were in almost in first name basis with our lord jesus christ and bible says that the news of the death of lazarus was sent unto christ and christ did not move because christ and mary said mary said that if you were here my brother would not have died that lazarus died it is god that allowed it There is no tribulation that is buffeting you right now that has not been allowed by God. Including that stubborn boyfriend. Let me say, don't dump him just yet. (laughs) And somebody say, God, if you loved me, you would not have allowed me to enter this wicked relationship. Count it all joy, somebody. God, if you loved me, you would have, directed my capital, I would not have invested in this business, count it all joy, because knowing that tribulation worketh patience, that there is a patience that God, God is not bringing us to a place where we jump into conclusions, and we jump into decisions, look at Nehemiah chapter 1, scripture says, when Hakaliah came, and he said that, that, that Jerusalem, the gate is on fire, the walls are coming down. Scripture said that Hakalia, what, what did Nehemiah do? He stood up, wept, and sat down. He does not decide anything, the whole of chapter 1. In fact, he says, I mourned several days and made my prayer unto God. Then he got into a place of experiencing God in the spirit and in intense prayer. No decisions. Have you ever seen these people who something small happens, they begin deciding. Delete Facebook. Delete Instagram. Block. Throw the phone. I don't want to see status update. God is saying, I don't want you to be schizophrenic. I don't want you to jump into conclusions. Deliver some patience. Some endurance. Second Timothy chapter 2, verse 3. He says, says, Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Christ. No man that warreth entangleth himself with the affairs of his life. Somebody said, My husband didn't buy me flowers, divorce. The devil is a liar. Build some endurance in your life. Nobody who ever did anything significant did it while what is this thing called skiing? Okay, in Africa, skiing is a bit difficult to understand. Should I say, what is a good example? Riding a mat. You just go and the mat is there waiting for you. Everything is okay. You pay 20 bob and you're in town. No, that is not the case. There is serious headwind that begins to manifest any time you engage the infrastructure of heaven for your progress. God is saying you're trying to build a godly... The day you have a resolution to build a godly family, that is the day tribulation against godly family will arise. God is saying the tribulation might not go away, but there has to be endurance in the inside of you. That the miracle... It's not removal of tribulation. The miracle is enduring through tribulation. Which gospel is this? We've heard and espoused that if God doesn't do it, he didn't answer. The devil is a liar. Deliver some endurance in your spirit. Somebody said, I've been singing songs. I've been recording songs. I've been taking them to hope of him. No sooner did I leave than they discarded the CD. Deliver some endurance in your heart says, for every CD you discard, I will record a thousand more songs. Yeah. Praise the Lord. For every job you apply, for every interview you go to, and they say you're not qualified, you will go for another 10,000 interviews. What manner of mindset is this? He says that that, that, that that endurance, says it worketh patience in the inside of us. Now... The problem with the English language, because I did some study, thank God for a pastor who studies, the word patience here does not mean patience, I'm waiting to be married. The word patience here is the Greek word that means steady focus. That when you're able to withstand diverse temptations, that when you're able to withstand diverse tribulations, God produces steady focus in your life. And in order to achieve destiny, work in purpose, there has to be focus. Have you ever met these guys who this year they're in poultry production? And next year they have joined the National Olympic. And the next year they're fashionistas. And the other year they have become teachers. And the other year they are now opening a petrol station. Get some focus in your life. That the answer to break the back of confusion is withstanding tribulation. Are you able to stay the course even if it's not working? Yeah. If there is a day, the devil is alive, I'm not confessing it here. But if there is a day, <laughs> if there is a day, the Lord, the Lord is good. I'm coming to where you are and you came to work and they didn't give you the pay rise and all of a sudden you forget your 10-year plan in Safaricom. And you want to jump out. Stay focused. God is saying that the only time you will access the focus that accomplishes purpose. Is by being able to withstand tribulation. Now it would be easy if it's one kind of tribulation. But it's various kinds of tribulation. Let me demonstrate. And Job is seated there worshipping God. Walking in principle. Praying in tongues. You know eschewing evil, thanking God for holiness. Then the edge is released and all of a sudden the camels go. Say somebody comes and says, Master, your camels have gone. Your camels have gone. Says, no problem, I have some goats. Somebody comes and says, your goats also are dead. No problem, I have some sheep somewhere. And they come and say, also the sheep are gone. He says, no problem, I can lose everything, but at least I have my children. Diverse manner of temptations. Can I show you something? If you study Romans chapter 4, Paul is teaching about Abraham. Now, in order for God to engage with Abraham, he told him three things. The first thing he said is, I want you to leave your land. And Abraham is about to access destiny. But God says, I want you to leave your land. Now, Karl Marx argued and said that land is the epitome and demonstration of wealth and stability. That land does reflect the wealth of a person and the stability of a person. God says, when you are interacting with me, there is no stability outside of our fellowship with you. Genesis chapter 17, verse 1. Walk thou before me and be perfect. You see, as long as there is a hold unto another source of stability. Then we can be buffeted on every side. It says, leave the land. That which has given you stability, leave it first. God is saying, don't put priority there. Cast is the man whose trust is in the hand of flesh. This is a discipleship class. Then he told him something else. He says, I want you to leave your land, but I also want you to leave your father's house. And Sigmund Freud said that we become what we have been socialized to be in our formative years. God is saying, I don't care what type of mindset you had when you met me, but as you come into my kingdom, as you get ready to to seize purpose, your mind must be renewed. And you must begin to think not from where you are coming but from where I am taking you. And finally he says I want you to leave your country. I want you to leave your bloodline. I want you to leave your tribe. I want you to leave your tribe. Espionosa said, one of the, of the scholars there said that we are defined and become who our total comprehensive mix of genetics, genealogy that our genealogy determines. God is saying, I don't care what is running in your blood. As long as the blood of Jesus is now running in your veins, there's endless possibilities. So he brings you to a place where you don't have security in your wealth. Where you don't have security in your genetics. Somebody said, you know, in our, in our family, all of us are tall. All of us are brown. All of us have soft skin and all of us have beards like clove. No, our security is not in our genetics. He said. He said, our, our, our security is not in our, in our tribe or in our land. But our security is in God. And because of that, count it all joy. Count it all joy. He says, count it joy. Now, James said something next after that verse. He said, let him who does not have wisdom ask of God. What he's basically saying is, don't you see that tribulation is working for your good? Don't you see that God is using the present-day challenge, not as a cause of it, but as a master of it to work in us, character. He says, one man built his house on sand and it sunk. But another man built his house on the solid rock. And that's what God is doing here. We glory in tribulation. We glory in tribulation. We glory in tribulation. This reduces prayer points. Reduces prayer points. And sometimes that tribulation will push you to the edge. And it will not be it will, not be, it will not be easy tribulation like you can just go through. It will not be easy things like rent. You know, it will not be easy things like I, I got fired. It will not be easy things like I cannot give birth. It will be so tough that sometimes it can come to your house and say, now give your son Isaac. Release your son. That miracle you call miracle, release your son. And sometimes tribulation will push us to the edge. And God says, that don't worry because tribulation worketh patience. That is staying the focus. And then patience worketh experience. The, the, The writer here uses a Greek word that means ability to function while in distress. Thank you, Jesus. Ability to function while in distress. Have you read that scripture that says we are not them that walk by sight? So the things that we see don't move us. That in this walk, how you master destiny is by embracing early that whatever you see with your eyes is not permanent. Anything that you can see is not permanent. That you can see it, it means it is just temporary the heat of struggle that is currently in your life is just but temporary. He says that this endurance produces in you the ability to function under pressure. And that is important because every time we are seized with pressure, our talent is not producing at its best. And we lose opportunity. Every time we are under pressure, we are not able to function at at our optimum. And there is fear that disables even that which we are good at. And we lose and doors are shut. God is saying that I want you to to develop the ability to go through tribulation. And that tribulation to produce endurance. And that endurance to produce experience or ability to function well, even under pressure. And then experience produces hope, which is doxazo. And the Greek writer uses a word which means to emerge or to be endorsed. And that endorsement is an endorsement for promotion. In fact, the picture here is The way you would buy a car, and they will say that this car is good for 100,000 miles. And they don't just pick a figure from their minds, or they don't just guess. They don't wake up in the morning and say, okay, guys, what do you think this car will do? 20,000, 30,000, then they stop 100,000. No, this car is going to do 100,000 miles because it has been tested. They took the car, and they froze it for one month. They took the car, and they drowned the car. They took the car and they banged it on a wall. They took the car and they banged it on a tree. They took the car and hit it on every side. And they took the car, drove it on months on end, put fuel, removed the engine, removed some parts, you know, put it on flat tires and tested the car to the end. And then at that time, what happens is that there is a stamp of approval saying this car is good for 100,000 miles. And it is here that God says, after you have gone through tribulation and endurance has been built in our inside and there has been built experience and experience hope, at that point, I, the Lord, will stamp you with the stamp of approval and hope make it not ashamed because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts. Knowledge says God is able. Faith says God will do it. Maturity says even if he does not do it, I will be found faithful. That is how you master your destiny. Let's rise up on our feet and let's make some prayers in this place as we finish our prayer and fasting. Just lift up your hand and say, Lord, thank you for endurance. Thank you for endurance. Thank you because you are giving us the grace to dwell in and thrive in tribulation. Thank you that we are counting it all joy, even when we are not able to be strong. Even when when we are not able to see the victory, Lord, we give you the praise. Thank you because the spirit of giving up is not in this house. In the name of Jesus, that backsliding spirit is defeated. In the name of Jesus, we are not them that turn back. We are them that believe to the saving of the soul in the name of Jesus. Thank you because, Lord, you are refreshing our hands again, even to put our hands to labor in the name of Jesus. That that did not work before is working for us now in the name of Jesus. We want to pray, oh God, for grace even to be found faithful in tribulation. In the name of Jesus, now lift up your voice and just pray that God will give you strength to go through. In the name of Jesus, that God will give you strength to go through. Somebody lift up your voice. That God will give you the strength to go to. Come on, church. God will give me the strength. Just pray for yourself and say, oh God, give me the strength to go through. Give me the strength to go through. In the name of Jesus, even during these harsh economic times, give me the strength to go through in the name of jesus that you will not give up you will not give up and throw in the towel you will not give up the ghost and die but you will stand your ground and say i am with god and i am not backing down in the name of jesus that that door that remains shut god will open it today in the name of jesus that as you endure the struggle as you endure tribulation God is giving you the grace uh, to stay focused and to produce uh, even under pressure. In the name of Jesus, lift up your hands and say oh God, thank you that you are giving us the grace. Uh, even that Lord, as you said in your word, that endurance produces experience. Want you produce experience in our lives? Uh, in the name of Jesus that you are causing us to be stronger than we were last year. That you are causing us to be stronger than we were last year. You are causing us, oh God, to be stronger than you were last year, somewhere lift up your voice, Lord. I will be stronger this year in the name of Jesus. To be stronger than you are last year, to be stronger than you were last year. That your resolve will be stronger this year in the name of Jesus. That your resolve to serve God will be stronger this year in the name of Jesus. That the man who was here and walked away from ministry, God is saying, Come back, I'm giving you a fresh resolve that is stronger than the last time in the name of Jesus. God is saying, put your hand again in that business. Put your hand again. Don't give up now. In the name of Jesus. We give you the praise. We give you the glory. Thank you, Jesus. Bless your name. As we get ready to give our offering, I want us to make one prayer that God will give us the grace. To master our destiny. That we will not be tossed through and fro. That every day we are walking an unstable life. That our prayer sessions in our lives, in our closets, will not be dependent on what's happening in our houses. That our time with with God in his word, with our time with our families, will not be dependent about what is happening. That there will be stability in our houses. That God will grant you stability. God will grant you stability. Not up and down. Not as schizophrenic life are. It says a forwardly progressing life. Despite the challenges. Now lift up your voice and say, Oh God, purify us like gold. Refine us fire. Refine us fire, refine us fire, refine us fire. Thank you for the fire, oh God. Thank you that the battle is hot. But Father, that heat in the battle is refining me in the name of Jesus. You are building maturity in our lives. You are building maturity in our lives. Come on, lift up your voice. You are building maturity in our lives. Come on, somebody lift up your voice and say you are building maturity. Lord, we are building maturity in this house. You're causing us to be mature, oh Lord, in the name of Jesus. There's backbone growing right now. There's backbone growing among husbands in this place. In the name of Jesus, that your moods will not be easily affected. In the name of Jesus. There are backbones being grown here even among wives. In the name of Jesus, that you're not being, moved to, to, being tossed to and fro. In the name of Jesus, solid businessmen, solid career people in this place. God is granting you stability steadiness in the name of jesus even by his spirit lord we give you the praise we give you the glory we exalt your name tonight oh god we thank you because lord we decree and declare that this year father you are causing us to be strong in this place thank you lord in jesus precious name we've prayed thank you for sticking into the end we hope you are blessed by this message Follow us for more of these messages when new episodes drop and make sure to rate us so that more people can find out about us. Bye-bye.